Welcome back. Good to have you on board. 877-867-1670. Breaking down the Packers from yesterday. They get beat by the Detroit Lions. Their season then comes to an end. Uh, you know what really is funny? I, I had stated, um, and I posted it on Facebook, and I posted it over on uh, over on uh, Twitter. And I said, if Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers walks away from the game, do you realize that both Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Favre and Rodgers, will have ended their careers in Green Bay with interceptions as their last passes and losses on their home turf? It's just a fact. It's just a weird thing. People are pissed. How dare you say that? What a, what a crappy comment. And there's some other choice words. It's like it's a fact, people. It's just a, just a notable fact. That's it. Why do people get so mad? Now, that's if Aaron Rodgers leaves. Aaron Rodgers could look at that and go, you know what? I'm not going to go out that way. I'm not going to go out that way. What I'm going to do is come back for a lot of reasons, 50 million of them. I'm going to come back and uh, give it another run and uh, try to be the leader that this team needs. And in those crucial moments, I want to be the guy that takes a team down and scores. He's got that opportunity. He can come back and do that. Not saying he can't. You know? But why do people get so mad? First of all, it wasn't a comment. It's a fact. It wasn't as if we were ripping them. And no, uh, Favre's pick was not a pick six. It was a pick. Remember, they were tra- he was trying to throw to Donald Driver uh, near the, near the sidelines because he was trying to drive down and get the team in the field goal range to win it in the NFC Championship game against the Giants, only to get picked off. The game goes to overtime, and thus the Giants walk away with a victory. Remember that? So there you go. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Joe listening to us in De Pere. Joe, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Very good. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Man, I, I, I've been listening to your show all day. I listened to it last night. Um, tried to call in. You'd be pretty busy, man. A lot of people trying to call in. So I definitely appreciate you taking my call. A um, couple things. First is I think a lot of the, the other callers have hit it right on the head. Aaron Rodgers has been a big problem. And I guess I would just say definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Haven't we done this over and over thinking Aaron Rodgers is going to take us to the promised land? He never does. And you proved it with your stats, which were awesome on the fourth quarter and says it all. And then I have a question about Matt LaFleur. How can we trust him as a coach when he comes out and he says, I d- discipline is a key part of mine, and I, I, the mental errors I don't accept, or we don't accept, he said. I think that's how it kind of went. Mm-hmm, well, right. he's allowed it. And you think about it, if Quay Walker wouldn't have been sent off the field because he got ejected, would, would LaFleur had the guts to take him off the field and ream him a little bit? I remember when the player was offsides for Detroit. Did you see him? He came up the sidelines. They showed him on TV, and he's getting reamed out by his coach, telling him you can't do that stuff. Where right. is that on the Packers? There is none of that. That's how coming. I've called your program before. I believe Matt Lafleur needs to go. Aaron Rodgers needs to go. We need to start changing it. And one last thing, Bill, I was really embarrassed as being a Packer fan from for Quay Walker and uh, the other guy uh, Wyatt pushing that guy. That was uh-huh. embarrassing, and after that point, I was glad the Packers lost, quite frankly, because I just thought it was an embarrassment for us as a city. Yeah. Appreciate it, pal. Thanks so much, as always, and appreciate you listening to the program. I, I don't know about glad we lost, but it certainly was dumb. Just like pushing the uh, the New York Giants 
I think it was the Giants, uh, one of their staffers, uh, assistant coaches, just like pushing Bills. them to. It, Bills, thank you very much. I knew it was a team in blue. The Bills uh, assistant, it was like, you know, why do that? You got guys that aren't even in pads and you're shoving on them, you know. If anything, turn around and look at the official and go, this guy just shoved me. What are you doing? And let an official throw the flag on uh, on somebody on the sideline. But I don't know if I'd go as far as to say, you know, I, 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 you know, I wanted the team to lose because Quay Walker lost his head. But um, now I did see Matt Lafleur yelling at him as he was on the field. Uh, I don't, I can't remember the specifics as to what he was yelling, but he was he said, yelling something. He said, go "Play ahead. smart, be smart, or play smart." Something. Yeah, like the that. Yeah, TV yeah, caught that. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, I again, I. I don't know. We, we're not privy to what goes on behind closed doors. We don't know how firm, stern, fired up Matt LaFleur gets. We, we don't have all of that. Um, but just what we've seen, you know, the perception becomes reality in a lot of people's minds in, in, in many different areas of life, not just sports. But when you see a coach where your lead player is kind of ignoring you and looking away and, you know, and, you, for lack of a better term, I mean, two or three times people today has say has said that Matt Lafleur is milk toast. That's the word that's been used, which means kind of soft. Uh, that's a perception in many people's minds. That's perception becoming reality that you are you are soft. And again, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but I don't want to. I, I wouldn't. I don't think disagree with that. He he appears at times to be soft. So I. I that's something that, you know, again, it, I don't know. It, it, once you start to lose that edge of control, you can be a player's coach, but you, you, you know, you never want to lose that respect of control, that control of respect, vice versa. Once you do, you it's very difficult to put the blank back on the horse, so to speak. Because you can't, because that means you have to break character to grab it. And it's very tough to do because once you start doing it, then guys look at you like, ah, okay, now he's just trying to flex his muscles. It's kind of a joke. It's it's not who he is, you know. Um, so it, it, that's I, this upcoming season going to be a, a very the off season for that matter. Going to be a very interesting off season as to whether or not Matt Lafleur kind of gets back to what he was. The offense gets back to what it was. We'll see. Should we uh, revisit what you said on September 2nd about this offseason? Oh, when I saw the whole Rodgers thing. About this upcoming offseason? Yeah. Yeah. Just well, you told me to write something down. And now that the season's over, I feel like we should revisit it. It was your prediction as the Packers season was beginning about the charade we will go through yet again. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I mean, completely. Yeah, go ahead. Because I think I I quantified it by saying, I can't remember how I said it, but I said something about if they didn't win at all or something. You said if the Packers don't win at all, Rodgers will take time away. We'll be told that we're waiting. He will give insight on the Pat McAfee show about the offseason and training camp. And then in April, he will finally return. And the parentheses was, unless they win the Super Bowl or he gets injured. Neither of which, eh, I guess there was kind of an injury, but not a I bad sound one. relatively prophetic, don't I? <laughs> 
Uh, scarred, I think is the word there. That could be too. Yeah, yeah. Whipped continuously. Yeah, because we saw the same thing. And again, for a guy that wanted to be the anti-Favre, it's Favre. It's here we go. You know, it, this is the way I feel like uh, this is going to go. What what we did and witnessed last night as Packers fans was a loss. And so we all step up to the line. Okay, we all uh, you hear, okay, all aboard. And then we all start to step down into the car, right? And, Ben, you and I are sitting in the front seat, and we've got the bar over our heads, and here comes the bar, and it <laughs> locks down. And now we're pulling out of the station, and we're heading up that rail. And instead of being on a train, we're on the roller coaster. And you can hear click, 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 click. And here we go. We're going up. We're going up. Now Now we're all locked in because now for the next two months, we're, we're locked in. What's going to happen? Is Aaron Rodgers coming back? Is he not coming back? What's going on? Click, 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 click. What's going on? And then we're going to hear all the rumors. Oh, my God, he's surfing in Malibu and told somebody he's enjoying his life away. Oh, my God, he's, he's retiring. Click, 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 click. No, no, he's in contact with Matt LaFleur. they got a good relationship. Click, click, click. So he's coming back. Now, and that's where we're at. That, that's exactly where we're at right that's now. That's good. The key to that is when you take a roller coaster, you always end up in the same spot at the end. <laughs> there you go. Right? There you go. It's so, the ups and the downs, the ebbs and the flows. And, oh, by the time it's all said and done, we're right back where we started. <laughs> so I don't know if the loss is like when you're on the big one and you're about to drop off the cliff or if that's just this period we're in now. I don't know what's worse. Uh, I think either way, the hill on the way down is Rodgers is back. Now let's go for it. Or Rodgers is walking away. Here comes the Jordan Love era. And either way, you hold your hands up, yell we, and hope for the best. Oh, I hate roller coasters, by the way. Yeah. Just just yeah. terrible. So I I I wasn't a big fan of them as a kid, and then I got into my teenage years and when I would go to Paramount's Kings Island, I started started riding them a lot. And uh and then as I got older, you realize that there is a cochlear fluid in your ear that as you get older, it begins to coagulate. I'm not kidding. It begins to coagulate. It gets thicker with age. And what happens is it doesn't flow as evenly inside for your equilibrium inside your ears, and therefore that's what begins to make you dizzy to the point that you cannot regain like you could as a kid. As a kid, as a teenager, whatever, you could come off the roller coaster and jump back right back, right back on it. You could roll it, ride it five, six, seven, eight times or head to another one. And, and when age hits you, you get off the roller coaster and you're like, all right, I need a churro and a rest. <laughs> that's it. Huh. So you're, you're learning things. Interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. I was going to say, I just like hiking or like normal things more, but, um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, if you, if you go to an amusement park, uh, you know, at some point, uh, so someday, one young Ben Kenny is going to meet the girl of his dreams. You're going to settle down. You're going to have kids. And those kids are going to want to go to an amusement park. And they're going to say, Dad, take us to the amusement park. And they're going to have to pull you off the golf course. You're going to be grumpy as hell. You're going to be <laughs> mad because you're, in, you're, in, you're going to the amusement park still wearing golf spikes. You got tees in your pocket when you pull out your $5,000 just to be able to get into the damn park to begin with, only to realize that every drink there is like $42.50, and you got to fill out a credit app for everything. And then by the time you get there, they're going to say, Dad, go on a roller coaster with us. And when you say, you know what, I'd love to, but I can't because they won't let me on in golf spikes, then you'll realize all the problems we have as we've all been parents and gone through that. 
as I check Twitter to see if Rogers is coming back. Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, we're gonna take a break. Mike Clemens gonna join us coming up next to the Bill Michael Show. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. couple chances for sure can't lose a game like that against that team though can't lose a game like that against that team though can't lose a game like that against that team though so that's gonna hurt for a while yeah he's a hall of famer but i just don't like the way he's been talking about my guys all year and the way that team views us the way he carries himself i don't like none of that shit. so we gotta go out there and show, show what we can do Welcome back to the program. This portion of the program brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, and uh, only a mile from Lambeau Field. Go to baymotelgreenbay.com. That is baymotelgreenbay.com. And the restaurant is really good over there, too. Good family-style restaurant. Baymotelgreenbay.com. See all that they have to offer. That is uh, from our friend at, uh, with Mike Clements, who uh, was there yesterday. We were talking about, Mike, we were talking about uh, the walk out of the tunnel last night. As uh, you were heading to the uh, locker rooms, and one of the Lions um, people had uh, yelled something to the effect of, uh, can't, "You lost to a team like that." So, uh, kind of, kind of, give us uh, a little bit more of that because I saw you tweeted it out as well. Okay, and this happened in the press box, Bill. The game oh, okay. just the game just finished, and when I walk out of the press box door uh, at the final gun. You're racing to some elevators. There's three elevators. And right to your side is another set of doors opening at another portion of that, uh, that level, and it's where the two coaches are coming from, the, the coaching team from the visitors and from the home team. So out come some guys with blue jackets on from the lines and then some other guys uh, from the Packers and the, the coaching staffs. So the Lions take the visitors' locker room down at the end, and the Packers are getting in, and the media, about 15 or 20 of us, we're waiting for our elevator to go down right across the hallway like 20 feet away. Just as the Lions get in and their uh, you know, operator's about to close the door, one of these guys shouts out, yeah, yeah, yeah or is it, uh, uh, what the exact word was, I put the quote down right after he said it because he was quoting Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, can't lose to a team like that three times. He's quoting Aaron Rodgers. Right. There's a moment of pause, and then someone from the Packers locker uh, elevator says, yeah, real classy. And as the doors are closing to the Lions elevator, a guy says, yeah, well, that's what your quarterback said. Boom, the doors close. <laughs> and, it, because, and, and this goes back to November 6th, and the Packers have this horrible game where they lose eight players uh, to injury in the game. They lose Rashawn, Gary, and Eric Stokes for the season. And Aaron Rodgers throws three interceptions, just a horrible game. They lose 15-9 to to the Lions, who were 1-6 and six at the time. And, and Aaron Rodgers was uh, almost to the brink of being emotional. Uh, and here's a little bit of that press conference. You've been pretty optimistic these last couple weeks, saying all it takes is one. Sounds like there's still a little bit of that left, but... How do you, I'm not trying to be disrespectful in saying this, how do you believe that you guys can still turn around after you guys have just lost to that team?
I've been counted out many times in uh, my life, as have many of my teammates. And I hope we just dig deep and find a way. We will truly be underdogs for many games moving forward. Hopefully we can embrace that. We have two games at home. We've got to go win those two games in a week, and then this thing looks a little different. You've scored so many points over the years. What, what do you think's gone wrong? Is it, is it as simple as you don't have Devontae and, and all that, or is there, is there something else to it? I think there's a lot to it, Bill. Uh, but it really just comes down to execution. Play comes in, we get executed. And, you know, there's a lot of things that go into that. But, you know, we had a couple chances, for sure. Uh, can't lose a game like that against that team, though. Uh, so that's going to hurt for a while. So that was the comment. It wasn't that, you know, he wasn't being a competitor, didn't think his team couldn't win. It was that you just... You know, that team just beat you, and you played poorly, and you can't lose a game like that to that team. And In other words, that team said, hey, don't, don't, you know, don't disparage us, and that was their battle cry all week long, wasn't it, Mike? Yeah, and so a lot of Packer fans were saying, what's all this trash talk from Detroit? Where does this come from? What do you mean our quarterback said that? And I'm here to tell you, we played that clip after the Packers lost in Detroit in Ford Field. And, you know, shortly thereafter, the Packers got out of that slump with the big game over the Cowboys, the disappointing loss four nights later on Thursday night to the Titans at Lambeau Field. But then we know the rest of the story in December and how they, the Packers you know, actually had a chance to get to the playoffs. But last week, Deshaun Elliott is safety for the Lions. And you see Dan Campbell, he took that, he put it in the can, put it on the shelf, and he brought that out to his coaches and he drilled his team with it all last week. Now, you know, we can't lose to a team like that. Here's Deshaun Elliott last Friday after our show Friday afternoon. They don't respect us. A-Rod doesn't respect us. That team doesn't respect us. And we used to be an underdog. No matter what the record says, we're going out there. And we, I think we're going to fight our ass off, play, smash my football. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, but I just don't like the way he's been talking about my guys all year and the way that team views us. So we want to go out there and prove something. The way he carried himself, I don't like none of that shit. So we got to go out there and show, show what we can do. Now, uh, walking off the field last night, it could have been the last for many, uh, including uh, Mason Crosby, Randall Cobb, David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you can go through the list of decisions that need to be made. And uh, so lost in all of this was whether or not Aaron Willer will not come back. But there were other guys that were looking at this going, I better absorb it because I may not be a Packer next year. Yeah, and there's a already famous picture coming out uh, that was taken in the tunnel last night after the game, after – you know, uh, players and coaches were meeting on the field, and it's 18 and 12 uh, walking arm in arm uh, down the tunnel. Matter of fact, I was in the Lions locker room, and T.J. Lang, the former Packer who finished his career with the Lions, is now their sideline reporter for the Lions radio network. And he came to me and goes, Mike, what's this thing with, you know, these guys walking through the tunnel? I'd heard about it. I had not seen it because, you know, I'm in the elevators, and I'm going to locker rooms and stuff like that. And I said, I think Randall has indicated in the last month he figures that this was his last season. But I said, you know, for Rodgers, it's, it's going to be indecision. So, you know, even these guys that are in the league or, or former teammates don't know the real story. But here's what Randall said last night about being back with Green Bay, the pack, these past two seasons. 
Uh, it's meant everything. You know, uh, whenever I left and was in Dallas and Houston, I never thought I'd have the opportunity to be in this locker room again and, and play for this organization again. So I'm very grateful that, you know, I was able to come back here and play these past couple of years and, and be a part of uh, 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 this team. And, you know, uh, I'm proud of our guys. I'm proud of the way that we fought this year. Um, you know, we had some tough moments throughout the season and um, faced a lot of adversity throughout the season. Um, and we kept fighting. We never gave up. We never quit. Uh, we battled, uh, scratched, clawed to give ourselves this opportunity, and it, it really does suck that it is this way. You've seen the video by now of you and Aaron walking off the field together down the tunnel. What was kind of going through your mind in that moment? Um, really, it wasn't much. Uh, just kind of soaking in the moment. Uh, so fortunate to be in that situation, and I don't think any of us felt that we were going to be in that situation. Um, you know, obviously, we planned on winning. We thought we would win, and uh, we just didn't play our best game tonight. Randall, do you anticipate that was your last walk together there through that tunnel? I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not going to say that right now. I just don't know. Uh, you know, that, it, it just kind of happened that way that we were coming off the field at the same time we were by each other, and uh, we, we took a walk together um, off the field. You, uh, it, that, that's a tough moment. I mean, regardless of what your emotions are after a loss like that, uh, as a fan, you got to look at those two guys and go, eh, they've had a hell of a bond and a hell of a career together. Uh, but also now you, you kind of turn your sights and say, you know, the Lions came in, fired up, and they all week wanted to kick your ass. They won in the trenches. They played a very physical brand of football, and they did what they needed to do to get a win. And for them, I mean, this was the first time they got a chance to play, at least in prime time, because they've been noon kickoffs all season long. This was the first time for them that the bright lights were on, Mike. You checked off all the boxes. That's exactly what's going on. That's what I think the Packers organization needs to probably be, you know, figure out how they can come out with more of an underdog attitude, I guess. Because, you know, there's Aaron Rodgers with 32 going on 33-year-old Randall Cobb, while Jared Goff has got 23-year-old Amonra St. Brown, who's just, you know, just a, a terrific player, terrific guy to talk to. And he talked to me in the locker room after the game about what it meant to get a win at Lambeau Field on prime time on Sunday Night Football for the Lions. I think for us it means, you know, so much. Um, I think this game today really... You know, that, that's something that we wanted going into this game. Whether it was playoffs or not, we wanted, like I was telling, telling someone earlier, we wanted that respect. Um, you know, we didn't get too many primetime games uh, this whole year. We had the Thanksgiving game, but that was, that's really about it. So a lot of the fans, you know, they don't really know what Detroit football is about. Um, but we, you know, came in a hostile environment here in Green Bay. They have playoff implications on the line. And, you know, we want to come out here, win, which we did, and, and show the world, you know, what, what we can do moving forward. You know, Mike, the the big thing, and you were there because it wasn't uh, like, okay, we got it, we won, no big deal. I mean, they were celebrating it, and they were celebrating not just winning and getting a winning record, but they were celebrating, you know, kind of saying, hey, not only did we beat the Packers, but the Packers ended up beneath us in the standings this season. Yeah, and, you know, everybody kind of laughed and mocked Dan Campbell when he arrived in Detroit and some of the funny things that he said, and even some of the clips, you know, out of Hard Knocks with the Lions last last summer. But look at how these guys won. Look at how Dan Campbell motivates these guys, even a former Packer like Jamal Williams, who gets his first 1,000-yard season, 
and breaks a Barry Sanders record for most touchdowns in a season by a Lion. And this is what it sounded like in the Lions locker room after the game. To do what you guys did, it shows the character of this team and what you're about. We didn't doubt it at all. Coaches didn't doubt it at all. You guys didn't doubt it. And the schedule makers, the whole deal, Seattle, you guys didn't even bat an eye. You came out to earn your respect and you did that. You earned your respect today. I couldn't be more proud. These coaches couldn't be more proud. I mean, God, do you understand? When I say this is a special group, this is a special group. And by the way, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. All right, because now the idea will be down the road. All roads go through Detroit. That's the way we got to think, man. That's the way you got to think. But, man, when you can win on the road like we just did to a team that is doing everything they can to get in, Man, it, it speaks volumes about who we are and what we're capable of. I, I, I couldn't be more proud. I'm serious, man. I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to drink some beer tonight. Listen, Jerry, I got two game balls. Number one here, right, this guy broke a 1,000 yards for the season. Absolutely, he ran his ass off. But your offensive line yes, has got to be doing some damage. Yes, right? So they're part of that. But the other thing is, he broke Barry Sanders' oh. touchdown record. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to let y'all know, man, I didn't really talk about this, and I, I didn't let Sean t tell the team about this, but my great-grandfather died last week, and I really dedicated this game for him. And sure. I just want to let y'all know I'm so proud of y'all. I'm so proud of the way y'all work. And all the emotions just hit me after the game. And I just want to say, man, I'm so grateful to be on this team with y'all. I love you. Love we love you, man. That was inside the Lions locker room after the game. And that was a team that's not going to the postseason. Uh, some amazing sound uh, there. Let's do this. We're talking with Mike Clemens. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll pick up where we left off. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They played their ass off. They were ready for this game. And, uh, you know, they wanted to prove something, and they did that. I do commend our locker room and, and the guys for their ability to overcome adversity throughout the course of the season. But I think ultimately we dug ourselves in too big of a hole, and the margin for error in this league is so small. Welcome back. The Bill Michael Show continues on. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Social House, H-A-U-S, up on Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. And I know everywhere was a disappointment Yesterday, as crowds and bars all over the state of Wisconsin disappointed the Packers, that season came to an end, and uh, none more so than uh, over at Social House last night, uh, from what I understand. Uh, but uh, the way to redeem yourself, I guess, is go in there over the weekend, watch a little postseason football. Sunday morning, if you get a mixed cocktail, free pancakes. That's the way to go. That's our friends at Social House, H-A-U-S, on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Mike Dan Campbell, uh, the uh, head coach of the Lions, man, he... Uh, I said I don't know if it's more dangerous for them to be playing for something or basically just kind of letting it all hang out. But we saw a couple of different uh, flea flickers, and he's not afraid to throw everything but the kitchen sink at you. There was a thing coming into last night's game that the Lions have scored a touchdown against the Green Bay Packers 
with a pass that came from other than the quarterback in the last three consecutive games. So that came to an end last night. But in a critical point, you know, the Lions are trying to keep the ball away from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has got the ball in his hands with six minutes left to play from his own 36. He starts driving downfield. He, draw, he, he uh, draws James Houston, the rookie linebacker, uh, on offsides in neutral zone infraction. And then he's got a, a fourth and one, and A.J. Dillon goes off left tackle and gets him a first down. So now he's trying to, you know, get the ball downfield, and he throws a pass to uh, Aaron Jones, or, or that was the, there was a, that was the fumble earlier before. The before that in the drive, though, he throws a ball where he's looking for Christian Watson, and it gets picked off by number 31, Kirby Joseph. That, that, that's rookie out of Illinois has now picked off Aaron Rodgers three times this year. So now the Lions have got the ball, and they're going to sit on it, you know, and they're, they're clocking the game, and you're looking at two minutes, and you're looking at Rodgers, is he going to get back in there? And so Dan Campbell's got his team lined up there, and instead he pulls out this great play where Jared Goff passes to Amra St. Brown. He laterals to Javondre Swift for 22 yard, a 22-yard game and getting a first down in the red zone. It was, we really, look, we like to play. We're always going to have some things in there that, that are a little bit maybe out of the norm is the way to say it. But I don't, I don't think that was, hey, let's call this because we're going to put a stamp on this. For We just knew the play would work. I think that's the best way to say it. And we were getting into the hands of somebody, we two hands that we trusted. One was Saint and then Saint to, to Swift. Um, and then the last play there, the fourth down, was let's let golf finish this out for us. Let's let him win this game, you know. So we, we put the big hat on him, and uh, we had a feeling what they would be in, and, and uh, we just we believed in golf. He's, he's, he's been the guy that's played lights out for the back half of this season, really all season. He just had, you know, some things, some bumps like all of us did early in the year, but we wanted to put the, let's put the onus on him, man. Let's let him win this for us, and he did that. Um, yeah, Jared Goff, uh, it's amazing, but Jared Goff has outplayed Aaron Rodgers and uh, obviously taken what the defense gave him. They were creative. They had some fun play calling. And uh, he, like everybody else, took uh, kind of offense to what Aaron Rodgers had to say, right? Yeah, but you know what? Detroit traded away their veteran quarterback to the Rams, and he got the Rams a Super Bowl. Then he got injured with that chronic back problem he had. Meanwhile, he got a younger you know, usable quarterback in Jared Goff to get you on the, at least keep you on the field. And the Lions got more draft picks out of it, didn't they? And so Jared Goff was asked about his reaction with that stuff that the Lions coaches were using in the meeting rooms last week that Aaron Rodgers says, you know, we can't lose to a team like the Lions. Yeah, I don't know. I could say a lot right now, I'm not going to. But I got a lot of respect for him. He's a hell of a player and, um, in my opinion, the best of all time. And, you know, if he's here or whatever, I, I don't know, but... Uh, you know, we were doubted for a long time this year, and, um, you know, a lot of people say some things, and, uh, you know, I, I know he was never trying to say anything, you know, mean or disrespectful. I don't think that's in his personality, but, um, you know, I think we, we're, we're, we may be a little bit sensitive to that stuff, and we're ready to come in here and, and win a game. We've been playing with an edge uh, since we were 1-6, and six and felt, you know, everyone said our season was over, and uh, we traded TJ, and everyone wrote that, you know, we're mailing it in, and, um, and I love TJ. He's going to do fantastic in Minnesota, but, um, you know, there's a lot a lot of things said throughout the year that uh, turned out to be not true. 
So, Mike, uh, you know, you look at the Packers now and you say, okay, the Lions, they were successful. The Packers, on the other hand, they made mistakes. One of the biggest mistakes, and I, I think, you know, what we I would have loved to have seen the Packers win to see what would have happened this week with Quay Walker. Not once, but now the second time he gets ejected for just a stupid move. Yeah, and, you know, you can describe, if you want, for folks about, you know, at some point he ends up pushing a trainer. And yeah. you've, you've seen on Twitter this morning that Quay Walker has now put out a two or three chapter apology on Twitter, you know, apologizing yeah. for his actions and, and something he did in the tunnel as well. So, you know, Quay has apologized, but again, he has lost his head and he gets ejected from the game. And three plays later, Jamal Williams scores his second touchdown to put Detroit up 20 to 16. And Adrian Amos, the veteran safety for the Packers, was asked about the rookie linebacker getting called twice now for an unsportsmanlike and getting uh, ejected from a ball game. Yeah, that's tough. Like that, those are a couple of the mistakes I'm talking about. Um, you know, um, go back and look at film. It, you know, it was a little bit both ways, but um, we always say it always um, that second person always get caught. So that's kind of what happened in those situations and. Um, you know, saying that that made you know made easier field goals and stuff like that. I, it really wasn't the second person got caught. It was just the the trainer tried to move him out of the way. He took offense to it and gave the guy a shove for for no reason. And then, you know, obviously you've got that, and then the unnecessary roughness, uh, which was just before the halftime. You had some just just some boneheaded penalties out of the Packers. Yeah, right. Like uh, Rasul Douglas. Here's you got a veteran defensive back, a guy you paid a big contract to. And, you know, the Lions had like a, a long attempt for a field goal there just before the half. You give them 15 yards for unnecessary roughness, and now it's more like a, you know, point after touchdown for Michael Bagley. And so we went to Rasul and said, you know, how did you get called for unnecessary roughness on a field goal attempt? Uh, no, he just, he just pushed me. I smacked the ball out of the snapper hand, and he just pushed me. So I turned around and pushed him back, and then they called flag on me. Um, I'm not doing no free kicks. You missed one earlier. You about to, we called timeout. The play already over. I'm not about to let you snap the ball so the kicker can kick a free kick to see and adjust it. So I smacked the ball out of the center, and 70 pushed me, and I just pushed him back. It's called flag. I feel like that was a, a good thing for me to do, but it resulted in a bad thing when I pushed him back. I don't think that changed the game. That's what you like. I don't think either one of those two plays changed the game. So I just think we just got to play better as a defense. We got a chance to go out there, get a stop in the five-minute mark or whatever time we got it, and we ain't do it. You know, it didn't, you know, cost them the game, but all of those penalties, you start to stack that stuff up, it changes the complexity uh, of the game to a certain extent. And, and you know, now that it's over, you know, now we all begin to wonder, Mike, Mike uh, you know, will he or will he not come back? And I'm sure the guys inside that locker room are doing the same. For uh, yeah, for themselves, yeah, many players yeah. are are asking that question, and one of them is Alan Lazard, who was supposed to emerge as wide receiver number one uh, in the aftermath of Devontae Adams uh, heading out to the Raiders. And you know, remember, uh, I think Alan Lazard is a good guy out of Des Moines and Iowa State, and and I just you know, I've, I've always liked him. He's smart. Rogers has taken to him, uh, but you know, you just. He makes some tremendous catches, but there's there's no breakaway speed. He ended up becoming a you know kind of a third. He was a key guy on third down, but there's an awful lot of misses where he was just off by a second with Rodgers. 
And so Alan Lazard was asked, you know, do you have any idea if Aaron's going to be back? And he said he doesn't even know. Remember, he sat out all last spring. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, he, he didn't show up until he had to for the mandatory minicamp because he was not pleased that they didn't give him an extension on his contract. And Lazard says, I don't know if I'm going to be back. Do you expect 12 to be back in the fold next year? Oh, no, I don't know where I'm going to be at. <laughs> I can't worry about somebody else. Have you done any, a lot of reflecting about that when you left the field tonight? You know, definitely going into the game, I kind of had a realization that my first game here and potentially my last game, which it is, um, was going to be versus the Lions at home. So, um, you know, I took just a few moments just to kind of soak it all in and just like, um, pat myself on the back, I guess, and just be thankful for this opportunity and this experience to be here for four-plus years now um, and just to see the growth that I've made not only on the field but more so off the field and um, becoming into my own and everything. And just, um, you know, I feel like a lot of times throughout my career, especially early on, it could have been, it could have gone a lot differently, um, but I'm still here now, and, I, and um, I'm just thankful for that. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. Talk with Mike Clemens, wrapping things up, and uh, we'll come back and finish things up. Coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I'm going to miss your questions, Bill. And Mike Clemens taking 10 seconds to do a lead up. And Pete angling for something. And Bob writing stories about my personal life. <laughs> You've been good lately, though. Thanks. And Jason bringing it back home with something that's kind of heavy hitting. Stephanie Sutton coming out of left field. Good question. I miss the guys, I miss the fans. That sounds like it might be uh, I'll talk to you later, kind of a mic drop type of thing. Uh, as, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers says, these are the things I'll miss if indeed I don't come back. Now we'll have to wait and see. But nevertheless, uh, interesting within itself. Uh, so, Mike, uh, I guess now we just we just wait, right? We wait, and we're right back to where we were in 2008. And there have been little things along this season that I have not talked about until we get to this moment uh, and maybe until, you know, Rogers decides what he's going to do or maybe what the team decides. But, um, you know, this summer I told you a story on the way back, the you know, team photographer, Evan Siegel, uh, Rogers calls him over during practice. And, and Evan been with the team now 10 years. He's covered the team for 20 or 30 years. He used to be with the Press Gazette. And he says, come on, I want a picture with you. So they take the picture. And then, like, the next day, it was like Rogers didn't like it, so they took it again. And then he took another one with him at family night. And I thought, gee, is, is Evan leaving the team? So I went and said, hey, what's that all about? And he looked at him goes, shrugged his shoulders and says, I don't know. I don't know. And then there's times where we have been at Rogers' locker this year, and after we get done, you know, when he takes 25 questions for us, which he's the best in the business, <clears throat> then he might say, do you guys remember that time? And we just stand around and chat. And then they say, okay, guys, it's time to get out of the locker room. And we're walking down the hallway, two or three reporters, and you look at each other and you give each other the eye, like, is he, is he saying goodbye? 
So we've had those moments. We've had those moments. And I think he's like, look, I'm 39 years old, and I'm in a business with Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts and, you know, Josh Allen. And, hell, we got beat by Taylor Heineke. You know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. in a league with 20-something quarterbacks. Do they really want the 39-year-old back at $50 million? So another guy that you got to decide about is the field goal kicker, Mason Crosby. And here's what he said at his locker about, is he going to be back in 2023? Yeah, I don't have any plans on, on you know, tying him up. So, uh, yeah, my plan is to, you know, just kind of keep pushing and, uh, you know, kind of look at how I want to work through the offseason to, you know, try to give it another go. So, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, working with Pat and Jack and, uh, you know, the guys in this room and uh, working with Rich and, um, you know, he just lit a fire back into me to just, uh, you know, push and keep working. And, um, you know, he, he pushed me every day to compete and do all those things. And I feel like that energy alone just uh, makes me want to keep going. Mike, uh, there's some decisions. Obviously, you've got Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Mason Crosby, David Bakhtiari, uh, Randall Cobb. I mean, you can go on and on and on. There's a list of guys that will they or will they not be back. It all hinges probably on 12 and what his decisions are. But uh, now here we go. I said it's kind of like being locked into the roller coaster here. We're starting to click up the hill, and we're waiting for all these offseason rumors, these decisions, comments on McAfee. All this stuff is now going to begin. So, Bill, through Mike Sherman, Mike McCarthy, and the first couple of years of Matt LaFleur, the next thing that happens after your last game of the season is the end-of-season press conference. And, you know, LaFleur's usually had his around Thursday or so because today he's talking to players with exit interviews today and tomorrow. Then he starts talking to his coordinators and then the assistant coaches. And then, you know, next week he'll start making some decisions. Like he kind of got caught in a pickle a couple of years ago when he's talking to Mike uh, Pettin, the defensive coordinator, it got out while those talks were going out of the Pettin's contract. It actually expired. And mm-hmm. so that's, they didn't actually fire him. They just didn't have to renew his contract when they moved on. Matt LaFleur has called for a press conference today, which I assume is the end of presser, end of season, which means he'll talk to some players today, and then they're going to close the door when he starts talking to his coaches. And then it could be weeks before we hear from Lafleur again, uh, before he makes his decisions. So yeah. that's what's cooking today. We're talking to Lafleur at five o'clock. Mike, good stuff, buddy. I appreciate it all season long. I'm sure we're going to talk a whole lot more, but uh, good stuff. Okay. You bet, pal. We, we will. I'll break some more stuff about this last couple of games of the Packers later this week, and then the next thing is we turn around and start talking about NFL playoffs and reporting from the Super Bowl. And that's just it. We got Super Bowl coming up as well. Good stuff, man. We'll talk to you. Okay. There you go. That's our pal Mike Clements. Good day today. Uh, if you missed the first hour of the program, you want to go back. You want to take a listen. We kind of break down with a lot of honesty uh, the Green Bay Packers this season, uh, the end of it, and such. You can always listen to the program on Apple, iTunes, Spotify. You can find us over on uh, Google Podcasts as well. Everything is over at thebillmichaels.com. That's thebillmichaels.com. You can always follow us over on YouTube, I, I suggest, and would appreciate it if you would subscribe to us over on YouTube. Uh, also, you can follow on the Facebook fan page and such. Plenty of ways to follow the program, but that'll do it for today. Good stuff. Time for us to get out of here. Got a national title game to watch tonight, and then we start to focus on what's next for the Green Bay Packers, and then the playoffs this coming weekend. Time for us to go. Have a go. Hoop. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.